and welcome to Property Matters here on Dublin South FM. You can contact the show on Twitter, Facebook or LinkedIn at iProperty Radio or indeed email hello at iPropertyRadio.com. Your host for today is myself, Carol Talman, and I'm delighted to be joined by Senator John Cummins, a Fine Gael spokesperson for Housing, Local Government and Heritage. John, thank you so much for joining us today. It has been such a bumper few weeks in housing. We definitely need somebody to talk us through some of the more recent bills. <laughs> Oh, delighted to join you, Carl. More than happy to do so. Um, so, John, we'll get stuck straight in. Well, first of all, has there ever been a busier time from a legislation point of view, a legislation being brought forward for housing? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, uh, it's it's been great uh, to to be in the thick of it. Um, you know, as as Fine Gael spokesman on on housing, uh, local government, and heritage, we've had a lot of bills uh, through uh, the Shannon in the last number of months. I think we've we've had seven bills across planning and development, residential tenancies, the land development agency, the affordable housing bill, and those two uh, last ones in particular are really groundbreaking pieces of legislation, which I believe are. Going to ha- is going to have a huge impact uh, for individuals and families over the next number of years. Okay, well, look, um, seven bills, I hadn't even realised it was that many. I was kind of keeping track of maybe four. So you might just talk us through, you mentioned there that the latter two were really the, the ones that potentially could have the greatest impact on where we find ourselves now in terms of housing delivery. So you might just talk us through, let, let's start with the LDA bill because I feel like we're probably going to spend a lot of time on affordable housing. So you might just talk us through that yeah. one before we start? Yeah, so so obviously uh, the Land Development Agency has been established, but working, uh, I suppose, without... Uh, you know, the, the, the power of, of, of legislation behind it. Uh, so it was important uh, to get that legislation uh, passed uh, before the summer recess. They are, they're working on nine sites uh, across the country at, at the moment in terms of uh, developing uh, their plans. And the one that is most advanced at the moment is Shangana Castle, uh, which hopefully will break ground before the end of the year, if not early next year. Uh, and really it's about uh, delivering public housing on public land uh, the minister is uh, very uh, intent on uh, delivering 100% uh, uh, social, affordable, cost rental, affordable purchase uh, across sites in Dublin and Cork, and 70% uh, in other areas uh, outside of uh, Dublin and Cork. So, you know, that agency is about, you know, firstly identifying uh, all of the public land banks in areas with, uh, you know, a a population of above uh, 10,000 and then really putting those uh, sites to work. Uh, You know, it could be land that's owned by any uh, state agency, HSE, across the whole uh, whole range and, and, you know, they will work uh, hand in glove uh, with uh, the local authorities as well. Okay, and you mentioned there um, public housing on public land, but obviously we know from poor bad experience that um, there are mixed tenure is absolutely the route to go for absolutely. building sustainable communities. So how does that fit with the remit of the LDA? Yeah, so and 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 I share that also. I think it's it's very important uh, that we get uh, the mix. Uh, Correct uh, in all in all areas, and I suppose it's it's one of the one of the reasons why the seventy percent is is there outside of Dublin and Cork. I know in my own county in in Watford, we would have a, a an area of the city that 
over the last number of years uh, following the following the crash that you know only social housing was built in an area so it's very important that you have the flexibility to be able to get uh, the private and affordable housing uh, in, into those uh, communities uh, and neighborhoods so you know it is about delivering a whole suite of uh, measures you know you have your social housing but what we're rolling out which I know we'll touch on with the affordable housing bill is the first, uh, Ireland's first cost rental uh, model, which is about giving secure uh, tenancies, lifelong tenancies uh, for individuals and families, renters, uh, and then you will have affordable purchase uh, schemes uh, there as well, where an equity stake will be taken uh, in, in the property by the state uh, to make to reduce the costs uh, for individuals and families uh, and make it uh, more you know, reachable for, for those people to be able to get their foot on the ladder. Yeah, and that's, of course, welcome at this stage. Uh, but before we touch on to maybe some of the particulars of the affordable housing bill, we might just come back to maybe the role that the private sector will play in the delivery of um, of vital new homes, you know, to create that mixed tenure um, under the lands that um, are under the remit now of the Land Development Agency. How can that be done in a way that's palatable? And I, I, I'm going to... I'm going to be very blunt here and say we know that, you know, there's been so much criticism of different uh, solution providers um, uh, uh, to housing. And it's just counterproductive because obviously we need all of these solution providers. Um, so how will we be able to bring the public and the private sector together in a way that isn't seen to be a developer's um, incentive or something like that? Yeah, you know, and I think politicians have a have a large role to play in that, uh, to be honest, which I think, you know, um, people are, are trying to score a lot of points uh, in relation to uh, political and ideological arguments around housing. But, you know, the people that come into my office uh, on a daily basis uh, with housing queries, you know, they don't care for that ideological debate. You know, my party believes in, in home ownership and I think we can deliver it by any mechanism possible. You know, councils, approved housing bodies, the land development agency, uh, public-private partnerships, private builders, leases. You can't take any of those uh, methods off the table uh, when you're in a housing crisis. You have to use every tool uh, at your disposal. And it, it really does frustrate me uh, on a daily basis listening uh, to, to some opposition uh, spokespeople saying that you can't, you know, the LDA can't deliver affordable houses, you can't do public-private partnerships, you can't do, use leases. You know, the very people that go into these properties, uh, you know, are, are we trying to consign those people to hotel rooms? Is that what people are saying is, is far better? In my opinion, you know, a lease, a long-term 25-year lease is far better uh, for an individual or family than consigning them to a hotel room. And I, I, I make absolutely no apology uh, for saying that. And, you know, I, I think it's, it's high time uh, that everybody realises that in order to solve uh, a crisis, you have to use every tool at your disposal. Um, John, what, what you're saying makes absolute sense. Um, you know, and, and we've had too much of pitting one solution provider against the other. And I think you're 100% right. There are people who need homes and they actually don't care what the legal mechanism is. They just want to provide for their family. They just want the security. They just they don't want to be living in hotel rooms where they don't even have private facilities to take care of their family. So I absolutely get that. Can I ask, are you maybe... Uh, um, 
and I don't put you I don't uh, put you in a difficult spot by saying but um as you're in your role as a senator are you maybe in a position that you can speak freely in a way that maybe TDs can't uh, no, look, I, 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 we, we, we work closely across the Oireachtas with our colleagues, uh, both in as 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 TDs or senators. You know, we're all we're all legislators, and in my opinion, we're all there uh, to put solutions and pass legislation uh, which would benefit uh, the people of Ireland. And as I said, like genuinely. People don't care who delivers houses. They just want houses delivered. And if you look at where we've come from to where we are now, you know, in 2013, we were building four and a half thousand homes. Uh, you know, in 2020, we delivered 20,500. It would have been 25,000 last year and 28,000 this year only for COVID. Uh, so we do have some last ground to make up, not only, you know, from last year, but also looking forward to reaching our targets of, you know, 30. 3,000 homes a year. So, you know, you're not going to get to that quantum uh, of, of housing units if you don't use every uh, tool at your disposal. Yeah, and that's a very fair point. And actually, I, I'm glad that you that you commended the delivery for 2020 because I think that exceeded all expectations. Absolutely. And, and I, I can see from working across the planning construction property and prop tech sectors that we could see the momentum going forward. We could see all of the downtime was used to plan how to most um, efficiently get back to site. Um, so the, there wasn't the long lead in time that you would normally have. Uh, we saw this huge um rush to embrace technology to drive even further efficiencies you know we saw shift working coming in you know we saw all of these things so the industry really did pull out all the stops um against all odds and so last year's figures actually well exceeded um all expectations and 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 i think they're going to do so again this year you know i talk to people across the sector you know every day of the week and you know everyone is committed everybody understands you know uh, the difficulty that's there for individuals and, and families and supply is, is the key element of it and you know I know everybody is is, is working exceptionally hard in order to try and uh, ramp up production of houses uh, for our people. But only so much is within the industry's control and um, just last week the Irish Times reported that 48% of all the homes that were granted planning through the strategic housing development uh, process 48% were subject to judicial review and that's only in the first six months of 2021. Yes, um, and look, it's it, it's arguable um, whether this strategic housing development um, has has delivered what what um, you know the goal of it was. Uh, yes, it has streamlined uh, the process in 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 certain cases, but obviously, if you have judicial uh, reviews, it it does uh, hold it up. Obviously, you know the government is phasing out uh, the SHD uh, process by February uh, of next year, but you know in doing so they will be given local authorities uh, you know the remit to be able to you know deal with larger housing developments in a prioritization uh, manner because you know we can't have uh, developments that you know we need we need planning permissions and we need delivery on the ground and you know the key first step of that is obviously a planning permission uh, so you know it, it was an attempt at a point in time in order to try and uh, increase uh, permissions. And, you know, there are a large number of units that do have permission and we do need to see uh, delivery by the sector on those that do have uh, plan and permission also. OK, and can I ask then, um, you're, you mentioned there that um, 
the SHD is being phased out between October and February of next year. Um, last week, I interviewed uh, the the uh, general counsel for one of the private developers, and she called for the choice to be given to developers who are putting who are submitting planning for a hundred plus units between now and October potentially to be able to choose to go directly to their local authority as opposed to um, having to go down the SHD route. What Do you think that that's something that could be workable? Yes, I look, I think it's something that 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 needs to be discussed, I suppose, with, with the state sector. And I know the minister has, has engaged uh, across the board in relation to this. In my experience, and, you know, look, the Waterford market is, is different, of course, uh, to the Dublin market. But in some cases, uh, there are developers that have gone in with with, with phases of developments below the 100 in order to go uh, to the local authority as opposed to going directly uh, to the board. So that is happening in regional Ireland uh, yeah. as well. So that would fit in with, with what your, your your previous speaker obviously said as well. Yeah, that, that's really only an option though for people delivering houses as opposed to apartments. Because yeah, but like I, I suppose it, it it just goes it, it goes to show the 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 interest I suppose in going the local authority route as opposed to directly to the board uh, with the SHD uh, process and keeping it uh, below the the, the hundred units. But you know I do think uh, look as I said it was a it was a it was a move at a point in time in order to try and streamline uh, the process. There are significant numbers of permissions that that are out there that we need uh, to see commencements on. Uh, but in the interim period between now and October, I do think that's something that, that uh, can be moved on. But look, that's that's obviously uh, the prerogative of the of the minister also. Yeah, the, the law of unintended consequences it, it, ten, it tends course. to catch up. And um, so, look, maybe we'll get focused on the the affordable housing bill because that's truly transformative. And there are so many uh, really important key elements. Now, we've touched on it a couple of times over the past month in the show, but it would be great maybe if you could give us an overview as to the main components. Yeah, well, there's there's four key elements uh, to the affordable housing bill. There's the affordable uh, purchase scheme uh, for uh, local authorities uh, to deliver, um, you know, affordable houses on local authority lands. Uh, there is the increase in the Part 5 uh, provision from 10% uh, to 20%. So private developments had 10% uh, social. Now it is uh, 10% social, 10% affordable. Uh, so, you know, that is going to have an impact in terms of uh, new permissions going forward uh, from this uh, point in time. Uh, there is the shared equity scheme, which has got a lot of uh, unfounded criticism, in, in my opinion. And then we also have the uh, cost rental, which is based along uh, the Vienna model, uh, where people will have uh, secure tenancies. All of the initial uh, aid sites are at least 25% below market uh, rents. You'll, they'll have secure tenancies and that the cost or the rent is calculated based on the cost of maintaining uh, those developments over a 40-year period. And that was one of the changes that we actually uh, made in the Shannon. We actually moved it from 30 years to 40 years, which will actually have the impact of being able to reduce the upfront rent uh, of people at the outset. And obviously, all of those link, uh, rents are linked uh, to the cost of inflation or the CPI, as opposed to uh, the general market, even though we have passed other legislation to also uh, link rents uh, to, to the CPI now as opposed to, uh, you know, the 4% that was there previously. 
Okay. Um, well, the cost rental, and I'm glad, thank you for expanding on that because that's one that's really subject to misinterpretation and not just generally, but by the industry as well. There seems to have been quite a lack of understanding about what that is. And I know the housing agency in particular, gosh, maybe two, three years ago, actually hosted um, an exhibition uh, giving all the information about the Vienna model um, down in the CHQ. And, and that ran, as far as I recall, for at least a couple of weeks. So there was, you know, there really was a softly, softly approach taken to educating people about this and why it would work. And in one way, it looked almost idealistic because given in Vienna, is it uh, 60 or 70 percent of the general population are housed in effectively state housing? Mm. And, and and the difference being that they obviously started uh, directly after the war and, you know, like they, they've managed to build up such a significant uh, quantum of, of, of public housing uh, that they're able to do a lot more with it. And certainly, you know, if, if we fast forward 40 years from now, we will be in that position as well, because as we deliver, uh, you know, a higher quantum of houses and they are paid off over the 40 year period, it allows you to do a lot more than at that point going forward. So that's how I, su I suppose Vienna are, are, you know, leading the way in, in terms of uh, what they're doing. But, you know, it's very significant that 440 of these cost rental units will be delivered this year, you know, not, not next year, this year in 2021 um, across uh, eight sites in, in Dublin and Cork. And, you know, it's our goal uh, to deliver them across all of our urban centres, primarily at the outset, you know, Dublin, Cork, Limerick, Galway, Waterford, uh, and, and then to, to, to roll it out even further. But the LDA will have a role uh, to play in that, uh, and the approved housing bodies are obviously playing a key role now in what is being seen as, you know, a proof of concept uh, that, you know, this model will work uh, in Ireland. I suppose I, I've had these discussions with the Minister and Department. I, di I didn't think that we needed to prove the concept because I, I know that this uh, will work in Ireland and I suppose that goes to show by the level of demand uh, in, in Fingal. I think there was 25, the first 25 uh, units were, were released or announced by the Minister uh, a couple of weeks ago and there was over 500 applications for them. So, you know, the demand is certainly there. The fact that it's 25% below market rent and, and the big one, I suppose, is that, you know, if you choose to continue to live there you know you can live there for as long as you wish yeah the, the demand that's been shown so far could also be seen as a huge failure of the marketplace and and of the housing um of housing that that in general you have people who are working that can't afford to rent privately or live privately so while yes it's it's a positive it's a positive development for the Irish market. It also underscores just how broken our, our housing system is. And I suppose I, I'm I'm trying to there's a juxtaposition there. You know, at the start of the interview, you did rightly articulate that Fine Gael has always been the party of home ownership. And yet the Vienna model is, is the antithesis of that. Yeah. And, and look, uh, you know, any functioning market, uh, you know, you have to have a proper functioning rent 
rental market alongside uh, you know an owner occupier um, market and you know Dublin is a is is quite a transient uh, place in many ways you know with a lot of uh, the multinational uh, corporations that are that are based there and we have a lot of people that you know come from other countries maybe live and work in Dublin for a for a period of time and then maybe move back home uh, so you know you always need to have a, a proper functioning uh, rental market but you know, over time, the cost rental uh, model will directly compete, I suppose, with the private rental uh, market. And that will, in time, and, you know, it's not going to be today or tomorrow, uh, will have an impact of, of reducing uh, rents. But the key other elements uh, of that affordable housing bill is the affordable purchase scheme for local authorities, local authority purchase on local authority lands, and the shared equity scheme. And, you know, I've heard so much uh, written and spoken about uh, the shared equity scheme uh, that, you know, in some way it's 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 something uh, that's that's going to have such a negative impact in, in terms of the market. But what the shared equity scheme is actually uh, designed to do is to bridge the gap between uh, what, you know, an individual or a family can afford under the macroprudential rules and the cost of uh, the unit. And, you know, up to a maximum of, of 20%. And, you know, I've heard, you know, sightings of the London School of Economics report that have said that, you know, it resulted in huge inflation. But the fact of the matter is the UK Audit Office, which is the equivalent of our controller Auditor General, said that that scheme in the UK actually resulted in an increase to supply by 14% and inflation of only 1%. Uh, so quite different to what the London School of Economics uh, presented. But their scheme is different to our scheme because what we've actually done is we've built in caps into the, the maximum purchase price of the unit, uh, which wasn't the case in the UK scheme. And under, under the Irish scheme, you will have to get your maximum mortgage uh, and then it is the, the equity will be the, the gap between the maximum mortgage. Whereas in the UK scheme, you could choose to get a lower amount and a higher equity stake in it. So there are significant uh, differences there, which will have an impact of, uh, you know, reducing um, the impact of, of the scheme on the market. But in my opinion, there's no doubt that it will increase supply. You know, I, I, I'm so glad that in tackling the criticism of the shared equity scheme that you have pointed out that a lot of this is actually coming from some of the narrative and there's there's a number of um, residents groups speaking out about this in the UK, but it is a different system. And in fact, the Guardian newspaper has has been running a campaign for some time um, really extolling the, the negative side of shared equity. So I think it's really important to distinguish between the Irish and the English offering because yeah, it, they're not it, the same. It, they're, they're not the same, uh, and uh, but importantly, it's also important to point to the UK Audit Office uh, because you know if if you were looking for facts and figures in relation to something, you know, you would go to our controller auditor general as 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 the de facto uh, on on figures. So you know, I think a lot of the the misinformation that's being put out there uh, in the UK has been seized upon by by people uh, with you know a, a certain political narrative and spin uh, in the Irish uh, context. But you know, the very you know, my I'm 34. My friends, uh, my peers, you know, they're that are in jobs that are uh, trying to get their foot on 
on, on the ladder and are in high rental accommodation, you know, they're the people that we're trying to help and they're the people that will benefit uh, from the shared equity scheme. And I suppose, Carl, it's like the help to buy scheme that's helped 22,500 people uh, to purchase their first home. The opposition want to abolish that and get rid of it. But as somebody said to me only last week, that's what's going to get me my first house. Uh, you know, he's he's in a very good job. He's 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 on his own. He doesn't, he, you know, so it's not a, a dual mortgage. But he said that help to buy is the difference between me purchasing this home and not. So it's about using all of the schemes in tandem with one another to be able to assist individuals and families. And that's what we're about as a government. You know, I, I think, again, this comes back to not pitting one solution or, or one mechanism against the other. We need actually all of these solutions. John, you've been so generous with your time and I am conscious we've run slightly over. Uh, just one really final question, if I may. Um, the Housing Commission. I seem to be alone in my optimism for thinking that the Housing Commission could really prove to be a turning point um, for housing in Ireland. Um, and like I said, I, I seem to be alone in my optimism. However, I feel that an independent body is exactly what's needed here. And I'm comparing that to the Board Fulcher and the um, uh, Fulcher Ireland. And, you know, the, these boards that are able to maintain very long term strategies to do things that need to be done over a decade, not over maybe an election cycle of four years. Um, am I hopelessly naive in my optimism? Um, no, I don't think you are. Um, you know, it, it does have a role. I'm, I'm very supportive um, of the Housing Commission and, and the role uh, that it's going to play. Uh, but I suppose from a government perspective, um, you know, I hope I have tried to explain all of the, the things that, that we are trying to do. We, we haven't been waiting for a housing commission. You know, we've been getting on and, and, and doing the work. Um, and I'm absolutely convinced that, you know, the legislation that we've passed and, you know, there'll be more um, uh, tenancy legislation in, into the autumn as well that will be brought forward by, by government. But I'm, I'm convinced that the legislation will we'll have delivered uh, you know, the foundations to be able to deliver the bricks and mortar uh, on the ground in conjunction with all stakeholders uh, and bodies. And you know, that's the only way forward. Okay, that's a good positive note to end on. John, thank you so much. You've been, as I said, very generous with your time and I appreciate it. Um, so that was Senator John Cummins, Fine Gael spokesperson on housing, local government and heritage. Mm-hmm.